We are starting a new Mishnah on Chavdal Rambez on 24b3 in the art scroll. We have basically two pages left and a little bit, so two and a half weeks to go till we complete this tractate of Chagiga. So here we go, and then we'll make a siyam and continue on with tractate of Yevamos. Says the Mishnah, a new Mishnah, which deals with when do we trust an Amaret? We had this discussion before when it related to other issues, but now we're going to discuss uh, when do we trust an Amaret to tell us when something is tahar, when it's pure or not pure. So the Mishnah says, Cholmer betruma shabihuda in the first Mishnah, we, in the last Mishnah, we mentioned how there were 11 cases in which we are more stringent when it comes to Kachim, when it comes to the food that's used in the service of the base of Megdash, as opposed to Truma. Truma is when the farmer takes off a certain amount of the crop in order to give it to the Kohen, and that truma food, that crop, has a certain status. It can only be eaten bitahara when a person is pure, when the food is pure. And here the Mishnah is going to describe a stringency which applies to truma. The truth is that this is not really a stringency. The outcome is a stringency, but it's not because truma is on a higher level than kudshim, than the, the food that's used in the base of Mikdash, but it, it results in astringency because we trust the Amaharits more when we are dealing with a more severe situation. So the idea here is as follows. We will trust the Amaharits. The Amaharits, again, is somebody who is not knowledgeable in the laws of Tuma and Tahara, of purity and impurity. And so the question is, when do we trust them, when do we not trust them? So we will trust the Amaharits to tell us when something is pure the entire year. We'll be leaning to say that we can trust them the entire year when it comes to the laws of kachim, when it comes to food that's being used in the base of Megdash. And the reason for that is really twofold. One reason is because we want them to feel like they're participating in the service in the base of Megdash so that they don't go elsewhere. An idea that we've, that we've had in the past, we don't want them to go elsewhere. We don't want, we don't want them to cause fighting with us. Uh, and that we feel that they feel uh, welcomed. So therefore, we will believe them with regards to them saying that uh, this wine or this oil is tahor, it is pure, and it can be used in the base of Mikdash. The other reason is because of a principle that emas kodesh alehem that they have because it's so it's so stringent that kodesh is so it's a higher level of holiness than truma. So they're going to make sure to be careful. The Amaretz also, the one who's less knowledgeable, will make sure to be careful. They'll they'll put extra, they'll be extra cautious to make sure that nothing made it impure. And so therefore we can trust them when it comes to the laws of Tuma and Tahara to say that the wine and the oil is pure for Kachim the entire year. That would work the entire year. We trust them the entire year. However, when it comes to Truma, when it comes to the crop that you give to the Kohen, so for that we only believe them during the time of the wine press and the olive press. We don't believe them the entire year, but only during the time of the wine press and the olive press. Why is that unique? Because the reason for this is also for two, two reasons combined. Uh, the first reason is because during that time period, that is when everybody really makes sure that all of their utensils are pure because 
That's the time of the al press, the wine press. That's when everything's being made at that time. And they know that it can be used for, for situations such as truma where it has to be pure food. So everybody, everybody at that time is using tahor, pure utensils. And they, they bring the utensils to the mikvah. And so therefore, it, we're, we're pretty much certain. We're not, it's not with full certainty, but we, we have a high reason to assume that the wine and the olive at that time, uh, because it's the time of making it, specifically at that time, that it is pure. The other reason, the second consideration, which is quoted by Rashi on the next page, is that the majority of the farmers were Ameya'aras, were people who were not knowledgeable. And we wanted to make sure that the Kohanim, who were keeping the laws, some Kohanim were not keeping the laws, but the Kohanim that were keeping the laws, that they would also get the food that they're deserving of, the truma that they are deserving of. And so therefore, with the two combined, we said that, you know what, the Amaret's also the one that doesn't know the laws of of Tomantara, of purity and impurity, they could also go ahead and uh, we could trust them and they could give of their crop to the Kohen who is stringent and does care about these laws. Okay, that is the first part of the Mishnah. The second part of the Mishnah is as follows. Let's say the time passed for the olives press and the wine press. So it's no longer the season to make the wines and the olives. What happened? The Amaretz ended up bringing it to the Kohen, who does care to make sure that it is pure. They gave them a barrel of Truma wine. You can't accept it. You're not allowed to accept it. We cannot trust them. So therefore, you cannot accept it. Uh, we're not concerned for the for the same amount of Eva, the same amount of hatred, and that the Amaretz will get insulted in this scenario, because the Amaretz could still give the Truma to a Kohen who is less stringent, who is who is who is also an Amaris, who is also doesn't doesn't follow the laws of purity and impurity, so they could they could give the truma somewhere else. However, when it comes to Kutchim, they uh, we don't we don't reject it because Kutchim has to be given over. There's no there's no other option. It has to be given over in a state of purity. And so therefore we have to trust them. Otherwise they would go elsewhere. They would go elsewhere to uh, and they wouldn't they would stop bringing things to the base of Mikdash. But when it comes to truma, once the time passes for the olive press and the wine press, we do not, we no longer trust them. We tell the, we tell the chaver, we tell the the one that does follow the laws not to accept their gift of truma. What you could do is you could tell the amaris to set it aside and bring it by the next season of the wine pressing season and the or the olive pressing season. They could bring it at that other season because at that time they're believed. What's interesting here is that they're even believed when they bring the same exact item, even if you recognize it, it's the same exact item. From last year, they just held on to it for a year, but they're still believed because during that season, the rule is just to believe them to say that it is Tahar. Moving on to another case, Vim Amarlo, if they, if they tell you, if the Amar tells the knowledgeable one, moving to 24b4, he frashed the Sokhar Revis Kodesh Naman. However, if they say that within this barrel, which has Truma in it as well, but you should know it also has Kachim. It has both. It has both Truma and Kachim. And they're believed for the Kachim. We believe them for the Kachim, as we mentioned before, because we don't want to reject them when it comes to Kachim and because there's there's more fear involved. So therefore, they're going to be more they're going to be more cautious when it comes to Kachim. So if you have all you have Kachim and Truma all in the same barrel, so then we trust them even with regards to the Truma because it would be a disgrace to Kachim to say, you know what, the Kachim, that is, we trust the Amarits to say that that's pure. But in that same barrel, the Truma is not going to be pure that really, to, to say, first of all, it's a, it wouldn't make logical sense because they're all in the same barrel. And to differentiate between the two would 
would be a disgrace to the Kachim because you're saying that the Kachim, we trust the Amaretz, but we don't trust the rest of the barrel. So once we trust the Amaretz for the part of the barrel, for the Kachim part of the barrel, for the part of the barrel that's food that's used for the base of Mikdash, we will trust the Amaretz for the entire barrel, even the part that is for Truma. Finally, the last case, the Kadayayin, the Kadayayin, moving on to Chafei Malalaf 25A1, Hamidu Maos. Let's say they are mixed. They have a mix here of food, which is truma, hulin. You have truma food, regular food. But also what you have here is not kodesh, like the last case, but this was designated for kodesh. The person, the Amarts planned on designating, they designated something for kodesh. They did not make it yet designated for uh, for food that will be used in the base of Mikdash, but that was their intention. Their intention was to use it for food that will be used in the base of Mikdash. So that alone will allow a certain leniency. We won't believe them for the entire year, which is what we do if they actually designated it as food for Kachim for the service in the base of Mikdash. But here, it was just their intention. They wanted to. Uh, so therefore, we will believe them certainly during the wine press and the olive press where we, we believe for Truma as well. But we would also believe them seven days, 70 days before. 70 days before the wine press season, that's when people start making their utensils pure. They bring it to the mikvah for 70 days before. So then we will have that added leniency because they had the intention to use it for kachim. So we have some sort of compromise here where we won't say that we believe them for the entire year because they didn't yet make it. They didn't designate it for kachim, for service in the base of Mikdash. But because it was their intention, so then we'll believe them more than just the during the wine press and olive press season, but we'll believe them even 70 days before, 70 days before, when that is the time when many do make their utensils pure by bringing them to the mikvah. So that is the Mishnah and the Gemara for the entire week. We'll just discuss that Mishnah and we'll also conclude the commentary of that Mishnah. So the, the rest of the week is just a completion of the Gemara's commentary on the Mishnah, all about when do we trust the Amaretz, when, when do we not trust the Amaretz with regards to Truma and Kachim and when it's mixed together and those different scenarios.